0: Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, September 10th. This is The Gateway. I'm Eric Schmid. Ahead, St. Louis will host the Music at the Intersection Festival across six stages this weekend. Venue staff at some locations are gearing up for their first big shows since the coronavirus pandemic
1: began. It's a little surreal, to be honest, because, you know, you're you're thinking about bringing a bunch of people back into this room. And there's some nerves. There's also some excitement. St. Louis
0: Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin will take us inside the preparations for a return to live local entertainment. But first, this news. 1,300 people have had to quarantine after being exposed to the coronavirus in schools in St. Louis County. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports county officials say testing, isolation, and COVID-19 vaccinations are key to keeping the virus from spreading more among school-aged children. St. Louis officials say 373 students and 56 staff members tested positive for the coronavirus during the first week of classes. County Executive Sam Page attributes a 44% rise in new cases in kids 10 through 14 to the back to school season. He says the numbers are likely much higher because not all schools have reported data to the county and classes have only been in session for one week.
1: The level of transmission among our children is much too high. It's crucial that parents, and educators take steps now to stop the transmission of COVID in schools.
0: Kids are less likely to get very sick from the coronavirus, but they can spread it to others. Doctors say they're more likely to catch and spread the Delta variant circulating in the country than the original strain. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis County officials also want more people to apply for emergency rental assistance. The county has until the end of the month to distribute about $8 million more of federal rental aid. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson has more. St. Louis County officials have hired more people to help distribute federal rental aid funds. That comes after housing advocates and tenants in the St. Louis region complained that the aid wasn't getting to the people who needed it. Yusef Scroggins is the county's director of family and community services. He says officials are now distributing about $1.5 million in aid per week. He expects the county will reach its goal by the end of the month. Scroggin says tenants who have not received a response should contact rental aid personnel.
1: I want to make sure that nobody uh, loses their residence or is denied subject to an inability uh, to connect on whatever those outstanding issues might be.
0: Scroggin says tenants who don't have computer access can go to a county library for assistance. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. Abortion rights activists and political leaders in St. Louis gathered outside the old courthouse on Thursday to protest a restrictive abortion law passed last week in Texas. The law there prohibits abortion procedures after six weeks. Some Missouri Republican lawmakers say they plan to propose a similar law in this state. Congresswoman Cori Bush spoke at the rally. The St. Louis County Democrat says Congress needs to pass legislation that protects the right to have an abortion. It's no matter if. These bans will spread across the country. It's a matter of when. And for Missouri, it's happening right now. The U.S. Justice Department filed suit against Texas over the new abortion law yesterday, calling it unconstitutional. Finally, many in our region are commemorating the 20th anniversary of the September 11th terrorist attacks. Scott Air Force Base is hosting a Remembrance Day ceremony this morning. Former New York Deputy Fire Chief Charles Blach will reflect on what happened that day, and his role in the recovery efforts that followed. More than 7,000 American flags are also currently displayed on Art Hill. It's part of Flags of Valor, an event to honor the many lives lost on 9-11 and since fighting the War on Terror. People can visit the memorial at Art Hill until Sunday. Music at the Intersection kicks off in Grand Center tonight and will feature the first big live shows for some local venues since the start of the pandemic. The three day festival also marks the beginning of a fall season that could include more live events than St. Louis has seen in the past year and a half. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports how workers at Grand Center concert venues are adjusting to the new pandemic normal.
1: It's a few minutes before 10 a.m. at Jazz St. Louis, and box office manager Nick Steffo is watching the clock. Tickets for upcoming concerts go on sale in a few minutes. Steffo is pretty sure he and his two-person staff will be busy, but at this point in the coronavirus pandemic, it's hard to be too sure about anything. I have uh, every reason to believe that it's going to be a big day. So I guess we'll knock on wood, too. So. The Music at the Intersection Festival will be the first time the public is allowed back into the jazz club since everything went on hold back in March 2020. And after the festival, Jazz St. Louis has a full schedule through June. Right at the strike of 10, the calls stream in. Thank you for calling Jazz St. Louis. This is Abe. How may I help you? Absolutely. Okay, and what would you be interested in seeing? Have That's great- Abraham Shaw answering phones on his first day on the job. Festival events should provide the busiest weekend in 16 months around the corner at the Sheldon Concert Hall and the Fabulous Fox Theater and the Grandel Theater. Chris Hansen is executive director of the Kransberg Arts Foundation, which is the festival's chief organizer. He expects about 10,000 people to attend this weekend with limited capacities at each show because of the pandemic.
0: We're making sure that these spaces are not just jam-packed full of people both for safety reasons and also because our venue partners um, need time to get, you know, everything back
1: up and running. We have to take the mothballs off and check things over, make sure they're working right. That's Bob Bennett, Artistic Director at Jazz St. Louis. He and Paul Henrich, who's an hour into his first day as the new sound engineer there, are sitting in the venue's otherwise deserted lounge. They're surrounded by empty tables and bar taps that have been dry since 2020. Bennett says he's still gearing up to reopen. I haven't had a team in a year and a half. It's just been me. So it's, it's a little surreal, to be honest, because you know, you're, you're thinking about bringing a bunch of people back into this room and things are still going on with the pandemic, so we're not out of the woods yet. There's some nerves, there's also m- some excitement. They're building up the team at the Fox too. That's where festival headliners Roy Ayers, Gregory Porter, and Layla Hathaway will follow sets by local artists, including Tonina and Anita Jackson. One morning this week, job seekers streamed into the theater's lobby. Are
0: you here for the job fair? Yes, Okay. If you could take this packet, fill it out in its entirety. There are tables and pants in the kitchen. Thank you.
1: Today, you know, we're hiring for all kinds of positions. We've got maintenance, housekeeping, uh, bartenders, front of house, ushers, IT positions, ticketing, customer service. That's John O'Brien, the Fox's director of programming. He says the Fox typically has a job fair at the start of the season, but this year is a bit different. So this is really a big moment for Grand Center as a neighborhood to welcome the guests back, turn the lights on, have music, um, you know, a bit of a homecoming in a lot of ways. The Fox started holding smaller events with local comedians last spring. Music at the intersection kicks off the venue's return to a full schedule of concerts and touring Broadway shows. The Homecoming is important to artists too, especially local musicians who saw their incomes dry up when venues shut down at the start of the pandemic. John Harrington is frontman for the Midwest Avengers. They're playing at the Big Top on a bill that also includes Black Spade, Ill and Jizza of the Wu-Tang Clan, He says festival organizers are going about things the right way. They're they're treating people with respect and and giving them their worth, paying them. So people are excited to get back out there and make some money playing the show. You know what I mean? And like being around people and kicking them. The continued spread of the Delta variant among unvaccinated people in the region means pandemic restrictions at concerts will remain for the foreseeable future. But as more St. Louis venues shake off the cobwebs, audiences will have more opportunities to mask up and... Get down. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Kazaris edited that report.
0: Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Eric Schmid, and this has been The Gateway.